Okay, so we talked about trade packages for Timo Meyer in the previous episode with Jersey Joe and Jake Wakely, but what's worst case scenario? Because the Devils do need to look at some backup options in case the deal for Timo Meyer falls through. There's a lot to talk about in today's episode of Locked On Devils. Buckle up, everybody. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked on Devils with Trey Matthews. Scores! Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed him. Rodora's got the puck. What a shot. The Devils win the Stanley Cup. All righty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked on Devils podcast here on the Locked on Network. I'm your host, college hockey play-by-play play announcer, Devils ride for Pucks and Pitchforks, and also part-time credential media member, Trey Matthews. So... Today is usually when I do a game recap episode because the New Jersey Devils just played the Montreal Canadiens. However, I did put out on my Twitter, what would you rather have wanted? Did you want a game recap or did you want to hear trade discussions part two with Jersey Joe and Jake Wakely? So I gave you guys the option on Twitter and a majority voted that you wanted to see trade discussions part two, albeit I did put the poll up for only a few hours, but I figured since it was overwhelmingly uh, trade discussions part two I figured that speaks for most of the people uh, who listen to the show so I said all right let's do trade discussions part two but here are my thoughts like quick thoughts about the game against the Montreal Canadiens so it was not a good effort from New Jer- from the New Jersey Devils obviously they lost five to two and they gave up an empty netter uh, Dawson Mercer was able to score I guess he heard the trade rumors Jesper Bratt was able to score Vitek Vancheck wasn't really sharp we couldn't really sub him out because Mackenzie Blackwood was out due to injury. And Akira Schmidt was just recently brought up from Utica only a few hours before the game. And as you guys know, Akira Schmidt tends to get a little nervous in those types of circumstances. So I think Vitek Vancheck stayed in the game uh, until he would have gotten hypothetically hurt. So it was a disappointing game. And for a majority of the season, the Devils have been dominating Canadian teams. I believe this is only their second or third loss to a team up north. But nonetheless, it, it's just a loss, and they're going to rebound from it. Lindy Ruff did reveal that some players were feeling a little under the weather. But we'll see what happens. But ultimately, I've heard, I've held you guys up enough, so we're not going to do a game recap episode. Here is Trade Discussions Part 2 featuring Jersey Joe and Jake Wakely. Take it away. So, Jake, uh, I, you, you, we were just talking about, like, prospects and trade packages for Timo Meyer, and you had a thought that you wanted to share, but unfortunately we ran out of time on the previous recording. So what did you want to uh, share this time around as we continue our discussion with uh, trade packages for the Devils? So, um, actually, before you uh, got this back up, I was just reading uh, David uh, Pegnota's uh, article. Uh, that he just released at about five o'clock and just some tips. Um, he put word is that uh, New Jersey wants Timo Meyer uh, and said, can they get it to the finish line this week ahead of next week's trade deadline? So obviously, so now it's like, okay, so that tells me talks are heating up. So could we see a deal this week? I think if we're going to see a deal this week, it's going to be, I don't think, I personally don't think we're going to see it this week. I think if we do see a deal, it's going to be probably anywhere between the 27th of February and the 3rd of of March. I think that's when you're going to see it as we get closer to the deadline. 
Now, I did uh, hear a report from Christy Flannery, who also tweeted about something about the uh, Jeff Merrick and Elliot Freeman 32 thoughts. And basically, Christy informed the Devils fan base that uh, Tom Fitzgerald has told the Sharks organization that before you accept any other Timo Meyer deals, give us a call. So basically, I think that the mindset for the Devils is whatever. It's a classic movie line, like I said in a previous episode, which is whatever they're paying you, I'll double it kind of thing. So um, if there's a trade package, I think the Devils, this is their deal to lose, quite honestly. But we need to keep in mind that either A, they're going to miss out on Timo Meyer. B, they could get Timo Meyer, but it's going to cost them a bit. And people might feel a little conflicted about it. Like we got the deal done, but at what cost? Or C, everyone is happy with the trade. We get Timo Meyer. We still have Jesper Bratt uh, hopefully sign long-term after this year is up. And we also have Timo Meyer sign long-term. And now the Devils finally get a big name player that they were yearning for during the course of uh, the prior offseason. Or D, we're just have to we're gonna have to go to plan B when it comes to trade deals because maybe a, a Timo Meyer trade won't uh, occur because the fact of the matter is I don't think the Sharks have to trade Timo Meyer. It's not dire, but it's really something you should consider it, given the state of their organization. And the qualifying offer that you have to give them that's like ten million dollars. Exactly. So so I think and so okay, now the point I was uh, gonna make was you know, the Islanders lose. Like, it, it's at the point where, like, I think it's time for that guy to retire. Like, it's just like, I, I just feel like that Bo Horvat contract's going to backfire big time on the Islanders. But, See, and, you know, I, I talked to Jersey Joe about this in the prior trade package deal, which was I don't want Bo Horvat because it's just like, it seems like it's a name that's good on paper, but it just wouldn't work for the Devils because. We already got our two starting uh, centers and Jack Hughes and Nico Heischer, one-two punch. Where does Horvat uh, slide in? Like, we're not going to move Jack Hughes or Nico Heischer to a winger position. They're too small. And for Horvat, it's just like, do you put him on? You, you don't want to make him a bottom six uh, center, nor do you want to move him to a winger position and that not work out. So I agree with so, you heartily. And, you know, the Rangers got Tarasenko, and obviously nobody knows if he's going to re-sign uh, there or not. But um, – you know, Ryan O'Reilly, same thing. But all these teams are going and getting these rentals while the Devils are looking at it like, you know what, let's go get a piece here for the long haul as our Stanley Cup window just opened. And, you know, you got him for the foreseeable future. You can play him with Jack Hughes or Nico Heischer, whoever you want. You can, you know, you have options. And, like, I asked my buddy, who's a diehard Leafs fan, I said, yes or no, the Devils win a Stanley Cup in Jack Hughes's career with the Devils, and he said his answer was quick and said easily yes. So it's just like it's just a matter of when, obviously. And you know, Jersey Joe and Trey, we, we've had this conversation, and we said this before: the Devils were going to become good once you started to see the Penguins and you know the Flyers and the the Capitals and stuff all sort of go start to go downhill, right? And then yeah. we started seeing that this year. The Capitals, okay. I mean even though they're one point out of a playoff spot, they're not what they were. No, they're old. Pittsburgh's, no, no. Pittsburgh's they're old. definitely not. They're old. They're old. Like yeah. the Penguins, Capitals, and Islanders. They're hockey old. Yeah, going into, the, going into the season, you just listed three of the oldest teams going into this year. And I said, that's an X factor you need to look at. So, you know, I'm, I have huge respect 
for the Penguins organization wanting to keep their band together and Crosby, Malkin, and Latang. But they're old. You got to move on from them with all due respect. Like, and like I said, I know they've won Stanley Cups together. And it's, and it's you know, refreshing to see that they're loyal. But at the same time, it's not a good long-term solution. Alexander Ovechkin, one of the greatest players to ever play this game. Uh, father time is undefeated for a reason. So it's just like, uh, could Alexander Ovechkin at his age carry the team back to what to somewhat relevancy or be competitive? They just won a Stanley Cup a few years ago. It's just like that window is closing, 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 closing. Islanders, well, I don't know what Lou's doing at this point. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I I don't want to disrespect Lou, but like Lou of old now, this Lou is ready to have a nice cocktail somewhere on Montauk and Long Island. I'm just going to throw that out there. But, like, his best days are behind him. And, I mean, not to brag, being a Devils fan, like, Tom Fitzgerald is more of an asset management guy, like a real good specialist. And making sure that, like, the Devils get a guy like a Timo Meyer who will not just get you one and done, but like save you like 10 really bad trade deadline headaches over the years. Just think about that. Would you rather have one really hard, you know, headache or 10 really hard headaches? I'd rather this one be the the one where fans are happy with and you know the media is like, holy crow, they actually did it. They got it. And you know, we got plenty of prospects to make up for. Like I said on the previous cut that, you know, they got printed guys that can make a a jump to the Devils and be part of that next, like, five, eight to ten years and go from there, and the Devils won't be really handcuffed. They could – they will in – down in the dirty of uh, Palat's contract, they can move him within the three of six years left when Palat starts to slow down. I – I don't see that handcuffing them too much, but the Devils are doing a lot better than, you know, like the Islanders. They're the epitome of what getting old and handcuffed is. Oh, here's my thing. Yes, we get Timo Meyer, and yes, we have the surgeons of Jack Hughes. But here's one thing I don't want you guys to forget, and I've talked about it on the show before. Oh, and Christy Flannery has brought it up when she's appeared on the show too. She was actually quite satisfied that the Devils missed out on Johnny Goodrow and all of them because here's the problem she said she had when signing those players, like long-term deals. You can't build around them because you're going to be at the, because your, your money is going to be maxed out. So it's just like, look at the Edmonton Oilers. They have Connor McDavid, one of the greatest hockey players to ever play. They got Leon Dreisaitl, who's also an MVP type of player. And yet they can't build around those two. Like, you would think, like, just ask a non-hockey fan. Okay, they have the greatest player to ever play the game. Or one of, one of, excuse me, one of. And they got another MVP caliber player who's sometimes in the shadow of player A, which is Connor McDavid, and that's Leon Dreisaitl. But yet, if you were to ask a non-hockey fan, could they win the Stanley Cup or the championship, someone would say, yes, absolutely. But hockey fans know the Oilers can't round those two. It, that's why they're never a legitimate threat to win the Stanley Cup, despite despite having all that talent. So it's one thing I want you guys to be cognizant about, which is Jack Hughes. Yes, he is great. He's a 
I'd say he's a once in a generation type player for the Devils organization. We might not get another player like him. And quite honestly, based on where his career is going, and I talked with this with Bruce Driver, Jack Hughes is on pace to becoming the greatest skater to ever play in a Devils uniform. I know it's early, but I don't think it's that crazy or out of the ordinary considering the fact that his com- competition is like people like Patrick Elias or Taylor Hall. And I think he's going to surpass all both of them. So it's just like, what do the Devils do? Like, they get Timo Meyer, you get Jesper Bratt resigned. Okay, that's great. Jack Hughes is signed long-term. Nico Heischer is signed long-term. Jesper Bratt is signed long-term. Dougie Hamilton is signed long-term. And uh, Timo Meyer, hypothetically, is signed long-term. You got five players, and also Andre Pilat signed to long-term deals. And Jonas Siegenthaler, I'll throw him into the mix, but he's at a much cheaper penny. Um, does that team win a Stanley Cup, and could they still build around those players? Because you even said, Jersey Joe, if the Devils get Timo Meyer and if they resign Jesper Bratt, don't expect a wild offseason from them. No, I uh, I will say I will say this. I did a hockey prospecting uh, squaring of Jesper Bratt and Timo Meyer. They literally have almost the identical numbers and literally star players in this league, and they have just about the same amount of points per game. And a very similar goal to assist scoring ratio. And it's so similar that having both a Brat and a Meyer could easily like make it even twice as hard for teams to defend when the Devils go on the offensive. But when they bring up the defensive players, that cheap contract that cheap contract money will help in the nearer term and longer term. And uh, and to double down on that too, um, you know the salary cap for the Devils is obviously going to get really tighter with uh, a Meyer extension and a Brad extension. And you know if all else fails, you bring in Timo Meyer. You know you take a run at it this year. You sign Meyer to a long term contract. If discussions aren't going well with Jesper Brack, because we've seen you know in the past. Um, they're a drag with his agent and whatnot. And, you know, if you have to, you end up being forced to trade Jesper Bratt, then you're going to be bringing back a solid package where you can still add to the team and stuff. And then you added a guy like Timo Meyer, and then you can still add different players around him. Obviously, we prefer Jesper Bratt and Timo Meyer, but if worse comes to worse, you also have to think about that as well. Um, you trade Jesper Bratt too, and you can bring in a nice package, whether it's more defensemen, uh, another forward. Um, but, you know, I I still say yes, you can win a Stanley Cup with that core because, you know, whether you have guys on entry-level contracts or you sign guys, you know, you do what Tampa did. They brought in a guy like Nick Paul. They gave him like 3.5 million players of that caliber on cheaper contracts and then you play them in the bottom six and whatnot. And then you can put them with guys like Dawson Mercer and then you're rolling three lines deep in the playoffs. And then you move into like, you know, your fourth line, which um, obviously um, I think they'll keep them for this year. But I, before I get into the last two guys, before I uh, quickly have to jump off here, cause I got to go uh, do some uh, walking around here at work, but um I'll say the Devils bottom six will look a lot different than it does right now after March 3rd. 
And I would agree with you. And actually, this brings up my last talking point. And I saved it for last because it's worst case scenario. Let's just say hypothetically, Devils don't get Timo Meyer. I've already heard Jersey Joe's thoughts. I want to hear your thoughts, Jake. What is plan B, C, D, whatever? Now, you know, we've heard the name Brock Besser, which I can 100% see that happening. But I think Brock Besser also wants to go to Minnesota because that's where he's from. Um, I've, I've been told, keep an eye on Ivan Barbashev from St. Louis. Um, obviously, you know, we've heard Frank Cervelli say uh, late first, but I think you could get him for a second and a prospect. Um, the Devils are interested in him. Uh, they're also interested in a guy like Max Domi from Chicago, although Max wants to stay in Chicago, but he doesn't have a trade protection, so he doesn't really get a say if they get a deal and they move him and whatnot. But, you know, another name that's been brought up, and this all depends if the team can retain some salary, is Adam Henrique. And I'm, I'm not against it. Like, I am, but I'm not. It's a but reunion. Only, it's a, a re reunion, and that's like a Lou thing, right? Like, you would always bring guys back. But if Henrique's coming in and he's playing third-line center, then, I mean, I'm not mad at going into the playoffs with Hughes, Heischer, and uh, – Henrique because my three centers going into the playoffs. I think that's fantastic. But I I definitely think I think the Devils could afford to you know Timo Meyer then I would look at a guy like Max Domi or an Ivan Barbashev, kinda maybe a James Van Reemsake, but more so I'd lean more Barbashev and Domi just because uh the Devils could afford to add some nastiness and some sandpaper to their uh, their lineup for uh, come playoff time because we know how physical that Rangers series is going to get. Well, uh, Jake, I want to appreciate you for taking the time to appear on the show. I know you got to get back to uh, work, and Jersey Joe and I will close out the show. So uh, before uh, I let you go, where can everyone find you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Wakes3019. And uh, – Currently in discussions, but not uh, official yet. Uh, Jim and I are actually working on doing a either a Twitter space or starting up our own little uh, talk uh, show thing via Zoom and whatnot. So, you know, it's just a matter of when both of us are free. Obviously, uh, this time close to the deadline, we're obviously full of busy and whatnot with uh, work and what he's doing. And then obviously the hockey stuff outside of work and whatnot and family time. But yeah, so Jim and I are kind of in the midst of doing some final touches on doing a, our own show and whatnot like that. So we'll discuss the Devils and, like, all stuff around the NHL and everything like that. And, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's hope the Devils make a big move here. Watch as they do before this episode goes live, like it did with Matthew Kachuk. But, Jake, thanks so much. We'll let you get back to work. And, Jersey Joe, uh, we're going we're gonna, to uh, close out the show. So, Jake, thanks again. Thanks, guys. I want you guys to snack a little healthier, so I'm going to tell you about Built Bar. So looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, you got to try a Built Bar. I know during the holiday season, your New Year's resolution was to eat happier and eat healthier, so you got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious, you won't even think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolutions. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for stars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but somehow, some way, 
only 130 calories and four grams of sugars with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head over to the nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. And now, do you want to make some extra money? I know I certainly do. So I'm going to tell you about FanDuel. So the midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because our new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from money line to point scores and three-pointers drain. So go Lakers. Hopefully they can get into that play-in position. So you know the drill. Head over to our friends at Locked On Bets for all your betting needs there as well. And make sure you always gamble responsibly. Okay, uh, Jersey Joe, you you and I are going, like I said, are going to close out the show. So he said uh, Barbashev, and I. you recently sent me an article that you wrote for Pucks and Pitchforks, the site that we work at. So how are you feeling about Barbashev and um, uh, what's plan B, C, and D for the Devils? All right. So if the Devils don't get Meyer, they can get Ivan Barbashev, someone who could add a little extra oomph and emphasis to the second and third lines and could add a little extra finish along with sandpaper. Uh, now, Buchnevich is secondly my, my C guy as well so i need a big guy who can score goals play physical play make as well but who can shoot the puck as well and be good in the playoffs um now with that being said i mentioned before max domi i mean he does have a lot of interest out there he's been mentioned before by day Yoda and the guys at the fourth period so that's another guy there I like with grit and sandpaper. Yes, he's five foot eleven, but he plays bigger than his size. Um, but the thing is, is like it, people people are, are have been raving about devils are already too small. And then you got the idea of uh, the Florida Panthers and uh, the Anaheim Ducks. I really want to see Frank Vitrano from the Ducks. I know he's had a very bad year so far. I just think it's the chemistry that he has in Anaheim and it's not a team that he can feed off of and he feeds off of teams that are contenders and he has playoff experience that you saw my own native of uh, Massachusetts really needs to come out East and play the heavy hockey and be a good shooter once again. And he brings that power forward game for a fair price. If he takes a, a reduced uh, salary from Anaheim, I really think that uh, Sam Bennett, you know, could be someone of a Andrew Brunette uh, take as well because like Vetrano, Bennett, and uh, a couple of other guys from Florida seem to be on their radar, and I think that is something that will be a reoccurring theme, kind of like how in the past the Devils have gone into Pittsburgh and maybe Columbus at, in some areas. But uh, Columbus, if they do get a goaltender, uh, for the Devils to help out, uh, Jonas Corpusalo. I really want to get him or get Montreal's uh, Montembeau uh, because his numbers for expect goals expected 
are really good for a team that's rebuilding. And I think the Devils should hunt him down. All right. Uh, final question for you. Um, Jonas Siegenthaler was recently a healthy scratch. And obviously Nate Bastion was also a healthy scratch. And seems like the BMW line has uh, uh, sputtered and crashed. So that BMW <laughs> is no good and it, and no use car salesman will take it. Um, nope. And it and it, and uh, there was a rumor going around saying, is Jonas Siegenthaler on trade watch? And uh, James Nichols shut it down and Ryan Ovazinski as well. And I kind of just assumed it's just like, well, he signed to a long-term deal and yes, it's a cheap deal. But at the same time, it's just like, I don't think the devils, I don't think that's an easy sell. I don't think the devils would trade away Jonas Siegenthaler. I think this is just a way for Lindy Ruff just to see, just, just to give the lineup some life for it. And just maybe to show everyone like, Hey, no, your spot's not safe. Unless your name is Jack Hughes or Nico Heischer, your, uh, your spot on the roster is not safe. So, cause I remember Lindy Ruff said like, if you don't pull up your weight, expect to get scratched because I remember going behind the scenes of the devils and uh, James Nichols and Amanda Stein asked like, why was Fabian Zetterlin a healthy scratch? And why was miles wood continuing or no, why was um, uh, Eric Holla continuing to play? Well, let me throw this in there. So like James Nichols is always on the money, just like Ryan Novozinski. Uh, I will friends throw of my show. two friends of my show. They're really great sources. I rely on heavily. And I will throw this in there. The the Devils, like I said earlier, they're holding each other accountable. And this sport is a cooperative sport. You have to have every player pulling their own weight. If you're not going to hip check, you're not going to poke check, you're not going to stick lift properly. If you're not going to chip in, you know, scoring power play goals or assists or any of that matter, you're going to be sitting because – uh, other than that, you're going to be shitting your pants in this press box. And I'm not afraid to say that out loud because this team has been holding each other accountable all year long. And it's only a matter of time when the Dells get a player like a Timo Meyer or Buchnevich or Barbashev uh, to really help like put pressure on the current guys and be like, hey, we just brought this guy in because we know he can do a really good job. And we need to make sure that we scare other opponents in day in, day out. We want this fan base to be rowdy consistently. We want to win more games in the near term and the future. And the Rock is a very raucous building this year. And this team's starting to earn respect again. We're being feared. And other teams are starting to realize that a dynasty is being built. And we're not going to burn anything down. Exactly. And um, I just want to get some final thoughts from you before we close out. So anything you want to share to the, to the audience listening? So if you're looking for me doing more videos uh, on top of my audio form podcast on heads up hockey, uh, I'd not only have it on anchor.fm you'll see now that this background is the virtual background as well on my stream yard. So I paid a little extra to help, you know, uh, make the channel be more official and trying to grow it as well. Um, you could see my work at pucks and pitchforks as well as trays. And I will be out West uh, visiting family in California and 
if anything breaks, uh, I'll try and uh, do an episode, but it won't be that easy. But I will certainly tweet something out, and then when I come back, I'll do something uh, to help, you know, cater to you, the listeners. And don't be afraid to like, subscribe to Trey's Locked On Devils, uh, Neil Villapiano State of Mind podcast, Devil State of Mind, and has a pocky here on YouTube. So don't be afraid to look at me at JerseyJoe11 underscore NJ, as well as talking with Trey on Locked On Devils uh, on Twitter. And don't be afraid to buy your tickets to every Devils game because this is a fun year, and we want to be as loud consistently and keep as many opponent fans out of the building. I've been to eight games, and all eight of them have been rowdy. So – Jersey Joe and also Jake Wakely, who had to uh, hop off. But thank you for joining me on this uh, special two-part episode. Talked about everything. Talked about Timo Meyer, trade packages, uh, backup plans, the current state of the team, and what's to come. Jersey Joe, pleasure is always mine, my, my man. Pleasure is always to help this fan base listen to more Devils content. And if you see me uh, in section uh, 123, don't be afraid to say hi. I might be at uh, American Whiskey or uh, Reds or wherever uh, on Tuesday. So if you see me, don't be afraid to say hello. I love American Whiskey. Thank you, Jersey Joe. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you.